Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and a video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And I'm over here in Bogota, Colombia. A guest is in Prague in Europe. And uh, through the miracle of technology, we're able to connect live uh, through Google Hangout, through YouTube, uh, through iTunes, and much more. Uh, so we're going to be interviewing Glenann, our guest, about her digital marketing agency, with, uh, which focuses on luxury travel market, and also about her retreat she runs. Um, and these ways are obviously great ways that digital nomads can make an income while still traveling, which we love to do. And obviously, that's always the biggest struggle is how do you make enough money to keep going on your digital nomad adventures? Uh, so, Lenan, uh, to start off with, why don't we find out a little bit more about yourself? Sure. So, uh, lifetime lover of travel. Um, I, you know, I have the bug. I can't stop. Uh, if I'm home in the U.S. for too long, I'm on, uh, you know, Google Flights, checking cheap flights to somewhere, to somewhere where some friends are. Um, and I used to live in New York City, and that's where I actually started my business. Um, and I didn't start out of the gate wanting to be a digital nomad, but um, after about a year or two of having my business, there was something missing that was wrong, and it felt off. And um, I had a mentor at the time, and she was like, I think you miss traveling. It sounds like you miss something. And I realized, you know, we have all this great income. I was putting most of it into my rent in New York City. And, you know, you're in Colombia. I'm here in, in Czechia. And right now, you know, living in these countries, even with Airbnbs, even going out to eat is much cheaper than a lot of the big cities um, in North America. So um, I, I actually got a gig in uh, Costa Rica and I turned it into a, a miracle project and uh, through word of mouth um, and also some of my great marketing techniques. I write a lot of blog posts and content, share it in LinkedIn and on Medium and some other sites. I've been able to attract a ton of clients, get a lot of introductions, and it just snowballed from there. And so it's been a super fun journey ever since. So uh, tell us uh, about the marketing agency. It's called the Experience Experts alliteration and the play on words there. Uh, tell us about the experience experts. Uh, you know, uh, when did you start it up and what kind of clients you're serving and, uh, you know, what kind of services you're offering? Sure. So it's been about five years almost. Um, and marketing is my uh, love language. I love marketing. I love building the bridge from, you know, someone who has a problem or an obstacle and getting someone to that that epic solution, which is often a good trip, right? Getting on a plane, getting to that great place and having an amazing adventure, an amazing experience. So um, my specialty, like you said, is a little bit luxury. I love uh, the finer things in life. And so uh, we work with a lot of boutique destinations. So vineyards, lodges, boutique hotels, resorts, retreat centers, and also tour operators. I love tour operators that are kind of taking people off the beaten path, um, doing something that's different. Um, uh, you know, just adding food, adding wine, adding some kind of little specialty about that country that the local, only the locals maybe know, um, and sharing that with the world. And I get to help put them in a platform that everyone sees them. And they awesome. <laughs> Sounds amazing. So tell us about the actual services you're offering uh, these clients that you're working with. 
Sure. So um, a lot of people come to us for marketing strategy. So some of them have teams that are going to go implement it. And that's sort of a one off thing. And I do that with a lot of companies. But some of them like to go in depth and, and work with me over time with a retainer. So I'm getting a monthly uh, payment from them. And we're doing, you know, from full website builds, blog builds, teaching them about content, content calendars, social media and social media calendars, building relationships with influencers, whether it's through Instagram or through blogs. And we do with a lot of the yoga resorts, um, you know, bringing retreats to a destination. Um, and, you know, a lot of them are dabbling in paid traffic. So Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and um, they're not doing much of anything unless they're doing it right. And so we're teaching them sort of the nuances of how to read it. Um, a lot of what I teach is so that they can go do it themselves. And I often find clients come back a year later or two years later when they're sort of at the next level and the next level and the next level. And I've been able to work with some really cool, cool places around the world. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it, and it's a great market that you have narrowed into because uh, luxury, uh, you know, companies obviously have a budget as well. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's yeah. always a good thing. Uh, so, if someone else wanted to start up a digital marketing agency, getting into social media marketing, um, you know, it's obviously a great way to work while on the road. Uh, tell us about what tips and advice you give to that person that wants to just start out. Well, you know, the first thing is to get a client to pay you to do something. Um, and there's a ton of great sites, uh, you know, like Upwork and, and things like that, just to get your kind of foot in, foot in the door. Um, if you are at a destination, so you're already on the road and, you know, I've had friends, you know, approach hostels and just be like, hey, can I help you with social media um, and do trades for stay or trades for things like that? Um, you know, just get your foot in the door, get some practice, get something in your portfolio, kind of figure out what you love to do and also what you're really, really good at. Um, I'm really, really great at optimizing websites. Um, I don't, I'm great at creating a social media calendar, but I'm not necessarily great at getting you a million followers. I can get you a couple thousand, but I'm not gonna do anything crazy like that. But I know I have a really great pitch letter that can get you to an influencer that can get you a million followers. So it's knowing what you're good at. And so you're not selling something that like, and you're lying. So you're actually going to actually be able to provide it. So getting your foot in the door, not being afraid, being super brave, be okay. If you get rejected, um, I got rejected a handful of times when I was trying to get um, someone in Costa Rica and then the big gig came through uh, in, in the most unlikely of ways. And once I got it, I put my all into it, and that's been one of our biggest um, referral networks from that first big client. Awesome. So you're actually on the road. Uh, you're in Prague, and you're working and traveling. And in Prague is such a beautiful city. I went there uh, during my backpacking days before I got married <laughs> and got kids. But I'm sure it's changed a lot since then. But Prague is so beautiful. So how do you actually avoid um, you know, being sucked into the Prague trap of sightseeing and going to bars and clubs and restaurants and you know, neglecting your work? So tell us about the work-life balance that you have achieved or you're trying to achieve. So I actually travel with my boyfriend who's also a digital nomad and he runs a tech company. So um, we have to also sync up our own, our, both of our work schedules. I find Europe is really great, especially if you're working with American clients. Right now, most of my clients are in, the, in that time zone. So we can actually go and have fun in the morning. So we, can we actually had lunch with some friends here um, and walked around a bit and it started to rain. So we came home and we started working. And so it's evening time. And so actually it's when America and Canada and Mexico are all waking up and also a lot of the Central American, South American countries. So they're all waking up now and I can start working with them and I'm in real time with them. And sometimes I'm working from bed, right? And until the moment I go to sleep, um, I mean, I've done crazy things. Like I had a VIP client hire me 
while I was in Turkey. I mean, Turkey is a strange time zone. I did a, I did the VIP session at four o'clock in the morning. So I woke up, I did, you know, the six hours with her and then just passed out afterward, you know? So you have to be flexible with that. Um, I also have had to learn, and I tell a lot of new digital nomads this, that even though the, all that excitement and all that beauty is outside, you might have to sit in the Airbnb or in the hostel, you know, internet room and work all day. And it's a trade-off, right? So you get to live on the road. Your life is a vacation, but you have to put in hours sometimes. And, you know, as I, I've been doing digital nomad almost since the beginning of experience experts. And so I'm actually building software now, so I don't have to work and be on calls and be in this um, because I want to have that freedom. But, you know, I had to put my time in. I had to build my network. I had to build my reputation within my, within my industry and my marketplace uh, first. And now I can go and build that. And my boyfriend, you know, he has a web hosting company. And so he mostly is managing a team. He's not doing sales calls. His sales team is doing that kind of stuff. So as you grow a company on, on the road, you can remove yourself from it and actually have more fun and have time for the drinking and the fun. But I, I'm not much of a drinker anymore, so <laughs> it helps. <laughs> I, I'm glad you mentioned the whole thing about, you know, staying in your hostel, guest house, hotel, resort, uh, because sometimes, often, you don't get to sightsee as much. You have to be in work mode because your projects, your death lines you have, and you got to get those done and then neglect the sightseeing and then uh, you know you find time for the sightseeing so you kind of work the sightseeing around your work schedule that's what I found in the last few months of being a digital nomad and I try to stay places a bit longer you know in, in the past when I traveled maybe I could do four days in a place and see the whole place but now I like to stay at least a week, minimum a week and and I've lived some of these places like for two months three months so I it becomes like my lifestyle. I'm working and I'm, you know, I'm going out to dinner and it's almost like it becomes my home for a little while. Yeah, totally can relate, totally can relate. We're here in Bogota and we're in the kind of the city enter, center, the heritage area called Candelabra. And uh, pretty much this is feels like it's my neighborhood back in Vancouver where I'm from because I know the local restaurants, I know uh, the, the cafes, I know where to get the groceries. And uh, I've kind of figured out a way that, okay, I can get that done and I can get back to my calls, get that done, get back to my calls. So yeah. it is very much like home on the road. Yes, exactly. And you got to keep doing that, finding home <laughs> on the road every single yes. time. Yeah. So tell us about some of your struggles though, because uh, we see on social media the good things, but we don't see uh, the mental anxiety or the struggles with your boyfriend or the fighting on the road or getting angry because there's no good internet. So tell <laughs> us about the struggles and the challenges and the not so good things about this lifestyle that we're living. Sure. So if anyone's ever actually seen me on another podcast, my boyfriend and I have only been together for two years. So there was a period of time where I was traveling while I was single. And actually, it was kind of depressing. I'm not going to lie about it. I was in these really romantic places at luxury resorts all by myself. So that was one of the first struggles I had was like being in these amazing places and not being with my friends. And actually, that's where the retreats were born. I really wanted to share what I was sharing on Instagram with my friends and how that, that came about. Um, me and my boyfriend have very different travel styles. So we don't, we're not like crazy fighters, but, but we will um, pick different cities. We will um, want to spend different types of money on different things. Like he'll spend more money on the hotel, whereas I'd rather spend money on like the experiences and what we're doing. 
Um, and he will spend money on food, but like not local food, like going to a Japanese place when you're in, you know, Budapest. And I'd rather spend the money to have an amazing Hungarian meal that's authentic and real and a cool place with a story. So like we were in Dublin a few months ago and uh, we went, in, it was like upstairs in a pub and they had this like fairy storytelling night with like live music and like pub food. And for me, that's like the coolest thing ever. And I will like dish out all the cash for that because that's a memory that I can keep with me. So that's definitely one of the weird struggles we have. Um, I think the, the internet struggle is real. And, and we even had some problems when we first got on here. Um, I yes. find getting a local SIM card is saves so much of a headache. And um, right now in Europe, just a few months ago, they passed a law. So uh, e within the EU, roaming is free. So you can get a SIM card anywhere in the Europe and you can use it everywhere. There's a Sky Roams you can get. I used one of those. I don't highly recommend them. But if you're in some weird remote places, get it. Um, you know, we were in the Philippines and there was an internet outage and a, and a power outage. You know, we got back to Manila and we just dished out all the cash to stay at the five-star Marriott and plug into their five, 5G internet and just work for two days straight because we'd been a week off. Um, and, and that's real and, and you have to be real about it. And, and you can't be needy with your partner, especially because I had work to do too. We both like zoned into our computer and went and got work done. So the struggle's real, but you have to go with the flow. I mean, I always say that digital nomads are more organized than regular entrepreneurs because we carry our office in our bags with us. You know, like I have to have everything on the cloud, you know, on my Dropbox so I can access it all the time. I have, I pay a digital, you know, a, a virtual assistant so digitally, everything is taken care of, even if I'm on an airplane. If, if a client has a fire, somebody will take care of, of the client. Um, even if I'm going to be on like a 12-hour flight to Bali, somebody's going to take care of it. So um, it's always planning ahead and preparing. So the struggle is not as painful when it happens because it's <laughs> going to happen. It's inevitable. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you, you shared your Philippine story. I, I was actually in Trinidad and Tobago just uh, last week, actually. And uh, it, uh, there was a similar kind of uh, issue with the um, actually, the whole island was in lockdown. Uh, there was no, um, the, they closed down the airport. There was no flights in and out. Uh, the shops were closed. The restaurants were closed. Internet was wonky. And I had all these commitments. I was like, oh, man. Uh, so I ended up actually checking in at an expensive place um, that I normally don't pay for. Like, it was actually over 100 US. And normally, I'm way, way lower than that. So it was a sacrifice I made financially so that I could keep working. Uh, so I can definitely relate. And I'm sure most of our listeners and viewers can relate and they have their own Trinidad stories or their own Philippine stories. I think we cashed in a bunch of points. I think that's what it was. It was like, oh, how many points is it all? Let's just use all the points and we'll yeah. just go. <laughs> so, Lenan, how do you actually choose your destinations? Because uh, you've mentioned a few places like the Philippines, parts of Europe, and now you're in uh, Praha, Prague. Tell us yeah. about uh, how you choose the actual uh, cities and countries uh, to work in. Yeah. Um, so personally, I don't like to go back to places I've already been um, unless I have work there, right? Or unless I have a potential lead there. Um, so I'm all about my list and where I've been and where I haven't been and where I really want to go. And what I've been hearing is really hot and amazing. And, um, you know, 
my boyfriend has uh, a lot of base of his company. His developers are in Eastern Europe. So we come, because we are technically based in Texas and it's very hot in Texas in the summertime. So you don't even want to go back there even for like a day. So Europe is a great option. Um, it's obviously high season here. So things are a bit more expensive, but we're, if we're traveling mostly in Eastern Europe, it's pretty good. Um, and so we like to spend summer in Europe. And so that can mean Malta, that can mean Egypt, that can mean, you know, uh, Morocco. Um, two summers ago, I was in uh, Turkey and Cyprus and Israel. And uh, so I like to sort of just pick pick a region and then stay there for a couple months and kind of bounce around. Um, and that way, if I get work, I can always bounce back if I need to, like if I'm closing a contract. Um, and additionally, I, I'm typically doing research for either my retreats or clients' retreats. Um, I'm always looking to make clients. I also love to speak. Uh, you know, we, we're often jacks of many trades, those digital nomads. Um, and so I spoke at an event in Paris a few weeks ago. Um, uh, I will be um, uh, helping someone with a retreat that's going to be in Spain. And so I'm going to be stopping over there for a bit. So... It, it's finding ways to make money so you can write off that leg of the journey or the whole leg of the trip. Um, as, if you're an American, we have great tax write-off systems for our LLCs and our inks. Um, but additionally, it's just, you know, what's fun. And I like to break it up. You know, there's like a work week and then it's okay. I want some beach time and I just want to chill out. And so we're going to Malta in two weeks and I will just be at the beach doing nothing, but there's entrepreneurs there and there's a cool co-working space and we'll be doing some of that as well. So it's, it's a little bit of everything always. Sounds good. And I can relate on the, uh, several of those friends. I'm one of these people who wants to see every country in the world. And now I'm at 68. So Columbia is number 68. And uh, in the next few months, we'll probably definitely hit over 70. And, you know, uh, eventually we'll get all 193, uh, one country at a time. So yeah. uh, uh, tell us about the retreat side of your business. Um, you know, that's obviously a great way uh, of all visiting a destination, making money and also uh, inspiring others to go there and uh, uh, do the retreat with you. So what are the retreats? What are the topics uh, that you're retreating about? Uh, tell us more <laughs> about the retreats. Sure. So um, it's called Trailblazers Retreat. And we're actually kind of in flux. It, it, the name made change in 2018. Um, but it's an entrepreneur immersion experience. And so I found a lot of my entrepreneur friends who weren't digital nomads were very lustful after the lifestyle, right? And I, I used to do business coaching and some more less consulting and more like the personal growth aspect of growing a business and scaling a business and what that what you need for that. And I saw that so many um, people who ran companies never scheduled their vacation time. So guess what happened? They never had any vacation time. And because they are one man show or one woman show or, or you know, there was deadlines and thing client deadlines, they just skipped vacation. So I found if they scheduled three vacations or three retreats or two retreats or even one retreat in a year, so much would open up for them. And I find that the moment I get on an airplane, I start to make more money. So um, basically that's how they, they came to pass. Uh, we do personal growth, spirituality, um, business consulting. So we've got online marketing experts, conversion experts, website experts. I mean, you name it, I've brought people in. Um, and we have sort of a trailblazer community and, and we support each other and, you know, we get our, all our headshots taken and we get some video footage and people are speaking and we're helping adding to their reels and it's just a fun platform for all my friends. And through that, I've, I've done a lot of retreat consulting because I've 
I've had every good thing happen with a retreat, like sold out, have to buy, rent another, you know, villa. And so like, no one's coming. I'm losing money. Fuck what's next. Ooh, I just swear. I hope that's okay. Um, and so I, I really, I've been there, done that. And so being able to share that knowledge. And so I curate a community called Experience Creators as well. And so we, we support each other in marketing and, you know, finding great destinations and building communities and, and selling out events, which I, I think is the most important thing. Yeah, actually, my background is in event production in Vancouver, BC, Canada. I used to run uh, everything from like smaller events to one day workshops to multi day conferences, like three days with uh, multi speaker, um, you know, like uh, two to 300 people roughly. And I know the struggles <laughs> firsthand, uh, especially with filling events because you could have the most amazing event or retreat, uh, the most amazing speakers, the most amazing topics. Uh, but if you if no one shows up, you're in trouble financially. So uh, walk us through that. I mean, uh, I think that is the biggest struggle of a retreat, not the logistics of the venue or the speakers or the topic, but getting people to pay and attend to come to visit. Yeah. So tell us about that, uh, how, you, how you handle that and how do you fill up the retreats? So a lot of people say uh, some things about me that sort of I'm a walking billboard for my lifestyle, right? So we are digital nomads and we walk our talk, hopefully, and um, being able to always share it. And it's, it's telling anyone and everyone who will listen about what you are and what you're up to. And um, actually, at the end of most podcasts that I'm on, I always say, if anything that I said feels like it resonates and you feel like we could... we could be friends, reach out to me. Let's see, maybe we'll be in the same country at some point in time and we can grab a, a drink or a coffee or a meal. And I've met so many people that way. And many of them end up coming to my retreats because they really enjoy the energy of being around me. They're like, oh, you're really cool. You know all these amazing people. I've been in this industry and in this, this lifestyle for a while. So I know a lot of the people. And so they end up showing up to the events. Um, so it's building your network, building your community, staying in touch. You know, even though we are moving around all the time and we don't have these little communities where we see someone every day, you know, commenting on their Instagram, you know, just, I mean, Instagram is great because I don't even know who's where I am. And then all of a sudden it's like 12 people are in Prague and I'm like, let's get a drink, you know? And, and, or if someone sees my Instagram story or my Facebook story and they're like, I'm going to be in Vienna next week, let's hang out. Or I'm close by, can I hop on a train? Let's meet up. So it, it's just, building those relationships and keeping them um, fresh and real. Uh, a great sales page goes a long way. So, you know, clearly what are they getting? What, what is the value in it? Um, I always say what's in it for them. A lot of us get confused when we build websites or sales pages and we think it's about us and why they would buy to come to see us. Well, it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them. So what are the benefits and results they're going to get from coming to your experience? You know, are you a coach? Are you going to teach them transformation? Are you relationship? building? Are you going to teach them how to be a digital nomad? Are you going to teach them how to set up their business or set up some kind of remote work? You know, be really specific about what kind of things they're going to walk away with and then make sure you deliver on them. Um, additionally, you know, make sure it's your personality. Uh, I've seen people put together retreats that just weren't them and then kind of had them flop. Be you. Like if you love adventure sports and, and jumping off of things, like go do that. That's not me. You know, like like the craziest things we did was like, you know, sea kayaking at sunset. Like I love a, a good adventure experience with a beautiful memory. I'm not going to jump off of a building or something like that. But if that's you, like I have a good friend who does experiences in, in, a, in Australia and his thing is skydiving. So he does like coaching, skydiving and more coaching. Awesome. If that's you, do it. 
Um, so finding something that's uniquely you in a place that you know. You know, I've tried to host events in cities or countries I've never been to. I don't recommend it. Ideally, do it somewhere you've been. You have relationships. You have connections. Um, you can go kind of research it. I usually do a retreat right after I've been to a place and I just loved it and I found the great venue. So, yeah. Those are my, my top tips. Yeah, those are awesome tips, and I love the you know the whole sales page angle, the copywriting, uh, making it uh, user centric uh, when they visit, not uh, retreat centric. Uh, great tips, there, Lunan. Uh, so, in terms of your vision going forward, uh, where do you want to see yourself go in terms of your travels, your business, and your life in general? I know that's always the hardest question as a digital nomad. You don't even know what tomorrow brings, so I, I know that's a hard question, but I think it's an I important don't. question to also look yeah. at the future, not be you fully hundred percent now centric. Yeah, I mean, I, I touched on it a little bit, a lot more automation, so creating software. Um, so we're building retreat software um, to help retreats sell more spots and help people find more retreats. I have a sort of secret passion that I want retreats to be part of, like, the vacation. Like, I, I need a vacation, and then you go, oh, I can book, you know, my own trip. I can get a travel agent. I can book an all-inclusive, or I can book a retreat. And so people see it as an option. It's something that, you know, the average person is considering. Um, so I have a passion around that. Uh, lots more countries, obviously. Uh, I haven't been to Africa yet. This is craziness, but I, I would like to explore the continent of Africa. Um, there's some cool stuff going on there with uh, an open source safari company and some stuff like that of people I'd love to meet. Um, you know, more travel, more adventure. Um, uh, more, more new friends. I think every time I go to a new country, I'm like, oh, I have enough friends. And then I go and meet these amazing people. I'm like, ah, how did I not want these people to be my friends? So yeah, and, and hopefully some more retreats next year. Um, uh, we're putting together something called Soul Sabbatical, which will be a, a month-long kind of retreat. Uh, so that's coming soon for people who want to kind of do a deep dive with personal growth and business and take a put their life on pause and go kind of regroup um, and come for a month and have an amazing experience. So that's coming too. I love the idea of a Sabbath for the soul. We all need that. Uh, typically in the Christian world, uh, the Sabbath's a Sunday, and some people take like an annual Sabbath or like, you know, every five years a Sabbath, et cetera. But uh, yeah, that's a, the great idea to you know, rest your soul. We definitely need that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Lenan, uh, we've covered a lot. If people wanted to find out more about your websites, uh, uh, both the digital marketing agency but also the retreat one, uh, how can they get a hold of you? Sure. So theexperienceexperts.com. We have some fun opt-ins in there, lots of great uh, blog posts. Um, also trailblazersretreat.com. All the retreat updates will still be there. I'm all over the social media, so I'm not huge on Twitter, but I'm all over Facebook. I'm all over Instagram. So reach out to me, direct message me. Um, if you have any questions, you want to be a part of Experience Creators, let me know. Love to connect. Uh, you also did mention a community uh, that uh, people can be a part of. Uh, how do people join that community? So it's on Facebook, so you can just search Experience Creators. Um, uh, if they, you can also get to it through my blog, I believe, if you, if you find the right article. It'll connect you through. <laughs> uh, what I can do is I'll put those in the show notes and also in the description uh, for both those sites and also for the Facebook community. Uh, so you don't have to search in Google or uh, you know, uh, rack your brain trying to find it. Uh, just uh, click on the links below. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, thanks for your time today. Uh, you know, enjoy uh, your travels in uh, Prague and beyond. Oh, thank you. Enjoy Colombia with your family.
Thanks so much. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And we've uh, learned uh, two unique ways, uh, starting a digital marketing agency and also uh, doing your own retreats. So thanks, everyone. We'll catch you in the next episode. Happy travels.